0: This is the 1230 TwC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.
1: Hello, 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 hello. And here we are in the studio today. It's quite warm in here, and I have I have two guests for you today. Um, unfortunately, Adele had to go off on another uh, appointment very last minute, so um we'll be catching up with her sometime soon. And I have Bryony Hawken here with me in the studio, and we will be having a chat with her in a second, and also Fiona Catchpole will be catching up with us about all things menopausal, and I think Bryony's going to, we're going to stick our tuppence worth in on the um, on the menopausal subjects. Um Just to remind you, Jackie Groundsall, my company is 1230, the women's company, and we are about networking and supporting business women on a regular basis with monthly lunchtime meetings. Having said that, next week on Monday, we've got our Seaside Days, So if you haven't booked in already, do have a look on the website. We're all the W's, 1230.co.uk. And you'll find under calendar on the navigation bar are all the events and dates and, of course, the radio as well as the Seaside Day there. So do have a look. Book in. We are going to Birchington, where our host, Cat Webb, is going to uh, um, show us around her beautiful Art Deco b and um, And I know you're waiting for me. Our regular listeners are just there waiting for me. Is she going to say about David Bowie? <laughs> yes, she is.
2: <laughs>
1: Cat Webb does the David Bowie walking tours in Beckenham, and all her suites in the b and are themed and, of course, she has one David Bowie and there's a full-size David Bowie on the wall in the shower. So, yes, you can have a shower with David Bowie. Uh, (laughs) So that's next Monday. So do have a look. Book yourself in for that. Anybody can come. So it's not restricted to business people. You can invite your friends, your family, clients, colleagues, children, you you name it. We can all come across, come along. And what we're going to do is is have a lovely look around Kat's venue um, and have fish and chips or whatever it is you actually like or have ordered online. And then we'll have a walk around Minis Bay, which is beautiful. It's a lovely bay. It's a lovely curve, a bay in every sense of the word with a beautiful curve. We'll walk along there. And at the end of it, if you want to buy an ice cream or something like that, you can do that too. So that's on the 14th. I'll mention it again later on, but also to mention uh, about with Fiona Catchpole, I know I've been saying for a little while now that we're going to have a menopausal event. I don't know that that's the right word because she's very, um, I think the wording now is changing and is much more appropriate so we'll talk to Fiona about what is appropriate in terms of wording but online on the 16th of October because menopausal day is the 18th of October so we're going to be having our radio station entirely devoted to, to that as an event on the 16th which is the Monday and regular listeners will know that we're here I'm here with my wonderful guests. I'm so lucky with all my guests. Um and they will be um, they will be joining me in the studio and as well as zooming in. So I think we're gonna have quite a, um, a a wonderful mix of knowledgeable people that particular day. Let me do my shout-outs first of all. So we've done September, we've done October for menopausal want to do some shout-outs also for John Parker that I mention on a regular basis. He is the JP Property Care. You name it, he can do it for you in your home. Uh, mostly domestic, but he does do commercial as well. So his phone number is 07956 That's 07956 Please
2: tell us a bit about you and then we'll we'll have a chat. Um so yeah, I, I'm uh Trevor, I've started uh, a travel company, I've bought a franchise. Um so we've bought uh, my husband and I we've worked, we've been doing this now for about 18 months. Um really, really enjoying it, absolutely loving working in travel. I'm doing tons of learning i'm um, a cruise ambassador and i'm learning all about different cruise ships and all the time i'm also doing other other sort of learning so i'm learning about hotels and transport and all sorts of things really enjoying it didn't think at the age of 53 i would enjoy learning quite so much um but yeah no, I, I am really enjoying learning and hopefully do some more traveling
1: brilliant and 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 Cruises as well, I think that's um, a key thing for you at
2: the moment, isn't it? Yeah, cruise is the biggest growth in travel industry at the moment. Um, it's, it's very big business. You can cruise pretty much anywhere and people sort of go, oh, cruising is expensive. It's not really when you think about what you get for your money. So if you think you go around holiday and then you say to people, well, how much would you spend on a week shopping at home Uh, And then you kind of go well Then throw in the fact that you're on holiday So you might eat out a couple of times You might have a couple of extra drinks Or a a bottle of wine here and there And you get all of that included Plus um, West End Calibre entertainment Sports and entertainment for the kids All sorts of things you get included In your cruise And you get to see some beautiful places Every day you're somewhere different Yeah
1: so Okay so There are travel shops on the high street so why
2: would anybody come to you rather than going into a travel shop okay yes there are travel shops everywhere uh if you come to a personal travel agent like like i am i am still obviously to an atoll and everything um credited so i'm fully backed by um one of the largest companies in europe which is Hayes, which i'm sure you've heard of um so i'm backed by them i've got access to all of their um holiday companies and there are so many there's there's few that people have heard of easyjet TUI, sandals nsc cruises things like that but there are hundreds and hundreds you may not have heard of but i've got access to i can um source a holiday through sometimes in a travel agent they can only go to certain suppliers whereas i can go to any supplier Um, But also it's that personal touch. If you go into a travel agent, you might get handed off to someone else if that person is off sick or not in or not around if the shop's closed. Whereas me, if you phone me, I am here. Um, And that's one of the big things, really, that if you've got a problem any time, day or night, then you phone me. You don't have to struggle to find an out of office number and listen to an automated machine. You phone me. And I sort it for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: it sounds ideal. I know at one of our meetings the other day, one of the ladies there she said, Oh, I got it so done with you <laughs> last week. And she'd only just met you, haven't she? So it's. Right. Um, um, but it doesn't really matter. But whereabouts are you based, Brian?
2: Uh, well, so I'm based in Sutton, um, up by um, Rose Hill Roundabout, so not too, too far from here. Um, but, no, because we can access everything online, we can talk to people over the phone. You don't need to be local. We go out and we do sort of wedding fairs and various things like that so you can get to meet us if you really need to see us. <laughs> I happen to do a Zoom call if you want to see my face. It's not that good. Um, but I yeah. think
1: sometimes that does help, actually, because, uh, I mean, what you're saying is that you are offer such a personal service Yeah. Um, for people to actually be able to meet you, as it were, um, albeit over Zoom maybe yeah. it's just this sort of I sit on the cake in
2: many ways isn't and this it? is it and like I say you'd never be passed to somebody that doesn't know what you're talking about it's me and my husband so if I can't answer the phone my husband will so um, you would only ever be talking to one of us you would never be passed through I, if we go to these awful things that were happening in roads over the summer um, I'm just awful but would you know who to call If you had to flee your hotel, if you've had to run out of your hotel and all you've got is your mobile phone, would you know how to get in touch with your airline, your company, to to work out how to get you out? Don't get me wrong, the government did great, the airline companies did great, and uh, Greece is now offering people that did have to flee uh, the chance to come back for a free um, break. But would you know who to call? Would you know what to do? Luckily, I didn't have anybody out there, but some of my colleagues did. um, So they were chasing around but they get all the information. Get the same information, but again, you're speaking to a person. If you dial a number and you're in an automated queue and you're desperately trying to listen to yeah. that sort of thing, whereas if you're speaking to a person, you can just say, could you repeat that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so awful yeah. events, but if you'd gone with a personal travel agent, you would have that number in your phone, ready to be able to call them.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. And I know from some of the things, um, talking to you, Brian, and also some of your clients that very often the prices that you're able to give, albeit such a personal service, are actually you're able to find
2: better prices for them. Sometimes we can, yeah. Sometimes we get offers and deals and things. Um, I sent some people on a Virgin Voyages cruise last year um, and the travel agents were offered free flights. So therefore I was able to book her and her friend the holiday and they literally only paid for the cruise, but they've got the flights and everything as well because they offered that to the travel agents. Mm. So, yes, sometimes we do get nice offers like that to be able to help people. It's always worth asking us. Oh, absolutely. Always yeah. worth asking us. We won't be offended if you don't want to go with us, but it's always worth asking.
1: She will be offended. <laughs> She'll be very offended. <laughs> I've known Bridie for a long <laughs> time. And we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, you touched on um, the terrible things that are happening in Rhodes, and I think we can all recognise that really over the world there's some really... Horrendous things going on.
0: Twelve thirty TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays two till four pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. This
1: is Love to Beat Radio station based here in Penn in the High Street. That's L-O-V-E-D-A-B-E-A-T, radio, um, and you'll find that on our website. You'll find the link through there on the calendar, and obviously you'll find Love you to be radio on the internet. So, Bridie, um we were just having a little chat behind the scenes there about your world and
2: your DJ world. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. You. Uh, so I have been part of uh, St. Helier Hospital Radio for 17 years now. Wow. St. Helier Hospital Radio has been going for 53 years, um, still going strong. We broadcast from within the hospital. Uh, we broadcast 24-7 as well. Um, and, yeah, ours is patients but now that you can listen via streaming the patients can still carry on listening when they go home so if they've been sent home they can still carry on listening and obviously anyone else can listen in as well um, so that's right yes radio st helia i'm there, uh one of their front sort of front people when we go out and do outside events we do lots of outside events uh we've done lots of work with batsy dogs
1: all oh, right. Um, that worked, then. <laughs> Do they
2: talk to you? you to talk to talk the talk dogs. To <laughs> yes. So we used to go to their open days um, and present a show from their from, from their base in Battersea, and then a few years ago they started doing what they call muddy dog events, and it is an obstacle course or an obstacle race run with your dog, and it's muddy. Um, so we got asked to go along and do that um, so we'd go along, we'd play the music, make all the announcements and talk to people as they came off the through the finish line and yes, we developed the mud hug because all their friends would run a mile so myself and my son Alex would stand there at the finish line going you want to give someone a hug, don't you? You've just run five k. You want to give someone a hug, don't you? So we would welcome hugs from from all these people and end up looking very very muddy. But it was very good fun. We obviously raised a lot of money for Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. Yeah, oh, sounds brilliant. Yeah, it was good fun. Brilliant. It
1: was good fun. Yeah. No, you're right though about people achieving such a lot with a, a run like that with their with their animal, I and mean, then actually, what do you do? You've got to give somebody a hug, don't you? Yeah. So, well. well done you on that. Yeah. So So. Um, I know. So I'm not going to sound too clever on this. I know because you told me <laughs> that in your studio
2: you have vinyl. We do still have vinyl.
1: How does that work with with um, with how you do your programmes?
2: So we still have a lot of hard copy music in the studio. We have three three walls of a square covered in the, in. So we have we have vinyl. We have CDs. We have mini discs. We do also have a computer play out as well, but um, we do have a lot. Uh, finally, we just did, uh, We have a turntable that's connected to the desk. So one of the buttons on the desk is vinyl. Cue it up and play it. Play through the desk as per normal.
1: And do you do all this?
2: Oh, no, no, we don't do no, no, no. Scratches the needles and damages the needles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not good for the needles. Uh, and our treasure doesn't like buying them because they're quite expensive. Yeah. So, um, no, no, we just literally put a record on, we play the track, and um, and then we take it off afterwards. We just pack it through the desk. So
1: so do you find um, that people have their own particular favourites, or is it because it's topical or you know, popular at that moment, or anything that's coming through at the moment that um, people
2: are requesting? People always have their favourites, and I, um, I tend to go in and still pull the CDs off the wall. I quite like to, uh, to have the physical CDs. I may then choose to play the track off the computer player, but it just gives me ideas, it gives me thoughts. Um, so I will go and pull my favourite CDs off the wall. Uh, but because we are patient-led, we're hospital radio, I will go out and visit patients, and I will go and collect requests, and then I will build my show around what the patients have requested. So if I've only got a few requests, I can build a two-hour show around that. So if somebody says, "Oh, I really like Madam Butterfly," can you play me a song from that? So, yeah, of course. I'll then theme the rest of the show, and we'll do show tunes, and we'll do lots of different things. So I can choose, but I want to play that. If somebody requests Frank Sinatra, then I'll kind of go down the sort of the swing, mellow route. Uh, I like to see what – I don't ever like to plan my shows. I like to see what the patients request, and then I just build a show around it.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Nice. That's it's really good. really good. Yeah, I must admit I do have to have a little bit of planning because uh, I'm not so experienced with myself <laughs> as you know. <laughs> so just just to sort of come back to your travel side of things, Um and we touched on the cruise um, element things as well. So, at the moment, I, I know um, somebody else who does travel as well, and her favourite is safaris. Mm-hmm. So, are you finding at the moment that cruises are your favourite or it's just an area that you're building on within your business?
2: It's just an area I'm building on with the business at the moment. i am um, done various ship visits, as you know. <laughs> You've seen my ship visits. Yeah. Um, I've got a few more in the pipeline coming up, so that's really looking forward to those. Um, I am enjoying, as I said, I'm enjoying, enjoying learning about all aspects of travel. I'm, um, doing lots and lots I've signed up with lots and lots of different online training groups at the moment. And each company has its own training. So you can do their own training and get their gold star, pink knot, whatever they want to call it for their top level of training. Um, so I'm doing some training at the moment with a company called Newmarket. And Newmarket do amazing safaris, but they also do amazing music tours. So if you want to go on the Elvis tour or the Double Parton tour in Nashville and Tennessee and all of that, I, can, I know all about that as well. They do tons of other holidays too, which I'm learning about. But they're my first go-to to go to for safaris or music tours, and their music tours get booked up really far in advance because they're so good people really enjoy doing them and you literally go to the home of all the music you see all the places that these people lived and where they first sang and things like that and you can follow their follow their stardom route through so it's fascinating to learn about all of that sort of stuff so
1: um have you done any of those
2: yourself yet or are you still building on that side no still building on that side um the joy of owning your own company is you can't always get to go away even if you do working and travel. Yeah. Um, but, no, we'll. I'll get there. Our our bucket list of where we want to go to is definitely growing, though. We keep going to uh, trade shows to learn about all these different products and different things, and you kind of like go, oh, I like the sound of that one. That one's going on the list. So, yes, we've added quite a few to our list now of where we want to go. So we'll get there.
1: So with the development of that side of things, is there something re- that really, really is burning on top of the list, or, or is that changing as you're? No, it, it's
2: ever changing. as yeah. we, As we learn more, as I learn more, it is ever changing. Uh, definitely want to do a cruise, but we've disc- we've been talking to people about the Cook Islands, which are tiny islands off of um, New Zealand, and it sounds just amazing. And these two ladies meet every plane that comes off and greet you, and you can then see them. They're called Nanas. And you, you high little mopeds, and you drive around the little tiny island on the mopeds, and you wave to Nana. Oh. And then there's a uh, gentleman that comes and plays you off as you get on your board or plane. He sits in with his guitar and plays you a song as you leave the island. And you know you find go, this just sounds amazing. It does, it? It's so
1: personal.
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's such a small island, it is very yeah. personal. So, yeah, that's one that's entered the list. So...
1: So when you say small, how, how does that
2: compare with, let's say, England size-wise? Uh, I can't remember how big Cook Islands is. Cook Islands is only, I think, about seven miles long, mm-hmm. so very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did uh, some learning the other day. I went to Gatwick, and I learned all about Malta, which is the same size as the Isle of Wight, um, but it's Isn't got 365 it? churches. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> in, in such a small area. Um nice. it's, that's a lot. It's hosting Euro Pride in September. Um, it's got loads of beaches, loads of sort of, and you can just kind of like go, I Didn't know that. And they love cheese, and you kind of like go, Okay, do. <laughs> Malta. gotta go visit Malta. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gone on the list. That's probably a little bit more doable than the Cook Island, it's a little bit closer, a little bit more accessible. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: So, um Obviously, you and your husband are in tune with each other, otherwise you wouldn't be married. But in terms of your holidays and the um, options that you have, are you in tune with that, or do you, does he have different things he prefers? Well, yeah,
2: when we go on holiday, we tend to want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We tend to want to chill, see a bit of nice scenery, eat some good food, um, good company. We do like we do an odd excursion, an odd expedition, but we're not ones to do them... All day every day we, we do like our chill time
0: this is the twelve thirty twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio hello and well, we're back in the studio
1: now and one of the things before i actually ask you brianie to to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you is you mentioned st Helier hospital where is that actually based
2: not in guernsey <laughs> <laughs> like that's that'd be a rather long journey uh rose hill uh top of sutton um so as you come up from carl short or if you come up from sutton or if you come up from mitchin you come up the hill and st Helier hospital is at the top of the hill there
1: all oh, right Good okay so it's useful to know i mean I, as i mentioned earlier locally based station we'd love to beat radio here in Pench high street but we have an international reach, and of course, obviously, Sutton, Croydon, etc. is within that reach. So I'm sure our listeners are absolutely fascinated and itching to know exactly how they get in touch with you. So how do people get in touch with you to, to oh, arrange these um,
2: amazing holidays? Arrange's amazing holidays. Well, if you check out our Facebook page, if you're on Facebook, go and look at Facebook um, and then search for Holiday with Heart. And Heart is spelt... H-A-R-T-E. And that's an old family name. So we are Holiday With Heart. I do lots and lots of posts every day. Um, And Kev will always always say to you that um, it will make you wish that you could go on holiday more because I put up all these beautiful pictures of places and people are going, oh, I want to go there or I want to go there. So, yeah, Facebook Holiday With Heart or uh, my mobile number is 077747. One eight four three six, and you can call or WhatsApp us on that. Um, I can say have a look at our Facebook or our Instagram page, same name, and see all the lovely offers I'm putting up, and then just give me a call, and uh, I'll see what I can do for you. Brilliant.
1: Would you like to repeat your mobile number? <laughs> okay. Anybody
2: who was scrambling. I in will indeed. Paper. So yes, it's Facebook is Holiday with Heart, which is H A R T E. And the mobile number is 07774718436. And you can reach us any of those ways.
1: Brilliant. That's brilliant. And um, so I know you've got this long bucket list, etc., but at the moment, <laughs> at this very precise <laughs> second, what's your favourite?
2: The most accessible one, the one that I think we're most likely to do is actually probably Malta. I really enjoyed the uh, the Visit Malta um, trade show that I went to. Uh, just everything about it, it just, uh, it's got lots of lovely golden beaches. It's got lots of um, churches to look around, but also lots of architecture to see. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Do you want to lay on the beach? Do you want to wander around the town and have a look at the beautiful architecture? Uh, or do you want to go to a good restaurant and eat lots of food? They don't transport their food or their wine out of Malta so it's all, it's all homegrown it's all there so if you like your food and your wine go try it because yeah they don't they don't ship it out so uh, I want to try some of it <laughs> yeah I'll,
1: I'll come. pop me in, in your bag yeah I'll stick you in the suitcase
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> interestingly enough a few years ago somebody did approach me about uh, a twelve thirty group in Malta yeah. I um, can't remember what happened now but it didn't happen Otherwise, I'd be able to wax lyrical about it from what you're saying. Um, so yeah, no, I think um, okay. So it's what she's space with Malta.
2: Yeah, I think i say okay, that one's newly gone on the list, but I think it's one of the most doable ones. The Cook Islands is a is a lovely dream, but that involves traveling halfway around the world. So <laughs> Malta, I believe, is more doable.
0: 12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio. Mondays, 2 till 4 p.m. UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes. For and from businesswomen. On all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. And we're back in the studio here and I'm frantically trying to find my
1: mouth. Where's
2: it gone? There
1: we go. Now, hopefully, got... Fiona Catchbolt, menopause, and she'll correct me on all these words in a minute, um, hanging on the line for us. Fiona, are you there? I am indeed. Hi. Great stuff. Okay. So thank you for joining us today. Um, Unfortunately, Adele had um, had to change her uh, appointment, uh, so she'll be back with us shortly. But I have said to everybody that we're having our special menopause, or whatever we decide to call it, celebration um, on the 16th of October, so we will be having something very special on the radio show. So, um, our regular listeners will know who you are Fiona, but if you'd like to introduce yourself, please, to everyone. So, are you breaking up, Jackie? Can you hear me any better now? I can hear you, but just the
3: words are breaking up. Um, I'm not quite sure. Shall I talk about
1: you? Asked slower. Me. Does that help? It could do. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, please. Ah, okay, got that. Um, my name is Fiona
3: Catapult. I am a menopause dealer and the creator and founder of the Menopause School, and we help. Individuals, organizations, and wellness professionals create confident and supportive conversations on menstrual
1: and menopause health. Excellent. So what does that actually mean? Well, we
3: help people understand the story of menopause from periods to no periods and beyond so that they can make informed choices as to their health and well-being and how to navigate the hormone highway um, from periods to no periods and beyond. So we talk about the menstrual health timeline in its entirety, not
1: just a subsection. Excellent. Okay. And I know that it's your thing at the moment to get the, if, if, um, if I use the word jargon, it's not offensive, but to use the appropriate wording For all this education that we're actually getting at the moment. Um, So, um,
3: yeah, it's um, people generally misunderstand the menopause narrative, and I can understand that. And one of our goals is to help uh, demystify it and, and. actually put it into full context, it's not even the words that people use, it's actually the, the context and understanding that menopause doesn't just happen, that it's actually part of a process that is preordained, it's, it's kind of, uh, there's a blueprint for what's about to happen uh, the moment two X chromosomes unite. So the way the conversation runs at the moment is people just suddenly start talking about menopause and uh, the symptoms and things like that and how to get through it and what they need to do, whereas there's actually um, a much bigger picture to it and one of the things that we actually say is that healthy ageing is directly related to healthy menopauseing. So what you do during your lifetime of menstrual health has an impact on your post-menopause health. So it's all very interrelated and interconnected and we need to widen the conversation and just make it a lot more pragmatic and sensible and throw in a bit of biology uh, without the brain drain so that people really get the context and meaning of the process because otherwise it's just all a load of um, hot air, shall we (laughs) say.
1: (laughs) Well, I think one of the important things is, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, is that we actually are... Able or are talking about it, whereas maybe I don't know. Ten years ago, it would have been slightly taboo that we we didn't have this conversation at all.
3: Yeah. Um, it is good that we're talking about it, but we have actually been talking about it for a very long time. Um, people seem to think it's just a recent um, popularity surge, but in actual fact, um, it was people like uh, the legendary Dr. Miriam Stoppard that's been talking about it for a very long time, and there's been lots of different conversations. Um, currently, it's very loud, I would I would say. Um, I'm not sure it's necessarily the right conversations, because we are still going off And um, we seem to get stuck in a menopause bubble and then it eventually, um, as is already happening now, you already see people saying, oh, do we have to keep talking about menopause? So if we could just talk about it in the right way, in a better way, when we start the story at the beginning rather than starting the story in the middle, Um, because there's so many things going on, you know, like menopause policies, which sound incredibly helpful, but in actual fact, unless you actually know what menopause is, which many of the the people in that decision-making process don't, um, then helping the, the end person, the end individual. And I've I've already seen this go full circle several times. And now people that have ticked the box of the menopause policy, shall we say, and become menopause uh, champions or friendly, what have you, they still turn around to me and say, yeah, but we don't actually really know what to do for the people that are going through the experience. And it, it also then, um, you know, creates a creates a divide between workforces and even females themselves where people going through the process tend to say to the people that aren't, oh, you can't possibly understand. But if we were to look at uh, female health with, uh, uh, you know, the bigger picture, then we should be having a menstrual health policy um, so that we can support every female in the workforce, workforce regardless of age.
1: Yeah, and I think um, certainly a few people that I've been talking to who are employed rather than actually having their own businesses, that is starting to happen. Um, As you know, I've got Briony in the studio with me today. And Briony, Bessa, is (laughs) is
2: menopausal. Oh, it's always good. It's all good fun, isn't it?
3: (laughs) Hi, Briony. How are you getting on with it? How's your menopause going? Oh, no nowhere, never. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's not the sort of question you have. Um I, I'm loving the hot flushes. <laughs> Kev's loving them yeah. too cause it means we don't turn the heating on quite so often now because I just get too hot. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. It
1: saves electricity. Yeah. With the uh, escalating costs. Yeah. Well, well, you know my answer to the energy crisis is to get six menopausal women in a room and it will sort the whole thing. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. Absolutely, Um, but it isn't just the symptoms, so tell me what else is going on, (laughs) Um, or if you've got any questions.
2: No, not that I can think of at the moment, Fiona, I'll come come back to you on that one, I think. Yeah, sure.
1: So you you touched a moment ago about um, what is the menopause, so would you like to give us a good, clear... Oh, sorry,
3: can you just repeat that one again a bit slowly? I lost every other word then. To tell you what? Definition of menopause. Ah, the definition. Okay. Well, menopause is the pause of your menses. So it is actually, but it's not the pause anymore because that was the old Greek terminology pauses and it actually means stop. So menopause is actually the Classified medically as the moment or day in time when you have gone 12 consecutive months without a period and is classed as the permanent cessation of your menstruation. And so in actual fact, what we should really be talking about is perimenopause, which is when most people get their symptoms, um, which is the time leading up to menopause which, medically speaking, could start any time from around about 37, the age of 37. Um, you might not notice any changes then, but it's what we call ovarian agings. And at that point, we, we reached a tipping point of, of accelerated ovarian ageing. And at that point, the ovaries gradually start to um, produce less estrogen, and then there's also times as we move further on through perimenopause, kind of like mid-perimenopause, where the ovaries then decide to um, be intermittent in their activity. And this creates then not only a declining levels but also surging upward levels. So we get kind of the effect of, say, a ball bouncing down a staircase. So it's going down. But sometimes the ball might bounce a little bit higher than the step before it. And we actually can't kind of control this ovarian ageing. But what we can do is influence our symptomology. And we can also, by influencing the cofactors that contribute towards the symptoms. So things like our stress levels impact our, our hormone called cortisol. And when our cortisol is uh, elevated for uh, a long period of time when it shouldn't be, then that will impair the efficiency of all hormones, but in particular... Your sex hormones and in particular the one called estradiol which features in the menstrual cycle and estradiol is really really important for your brain power um, and that's one of the reasons behind uh, brain fog and mm. some of the things that happen in our brain during perimenopause.
1: Interesting I know when um, you and I first got involved on conversation about this menopause mm-hmm. journey if you like um, you showed me a chart of all the different hormone levels, which was absolutely mind blowing, and and was I can't remember any of it, but I know at the time it made an awful lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. Um, yeah, you know, with what was mm-hmm. going on, and and you you mentioned at some point, I think you've got a toolkit or something. And how how does that toolkit work?
3: Yeah, um, a menopause toolkit. So when we we. We teach groups and organizations, but we also teach wellness professionals how to support others as well. So I have a course called the Menopause Doula Training Course. And in that, we teach wellness professionals um, how to help individuals create a menopause toolkit for themselves. So it involves talking through what they're currently experiencing, when their period started, what kind of menstrual health experience that they've had to date. And if you can remember, it's always great to um, know how your other female relatives fared because approximately 85% of the predicted blueprint will come from female relatives, which is why you're asked that question of the doctors. And then we go through... Uh, some some questions and get a little bit more of an insight of your lifestyle, what food you're eating, and then explain to you the things that might be creating the symptoms for you. And then you make the choice as to what you then need to put in your menopause toolkit, whether it be from a nutritional perspective, whether it's something to do with rest and repair, your mood and your mindset. And... Things that might be impacting what you would put in your menopause toolkit. So, for example, if you want to have supplements or protein powders and things like that, can you afford them? Is it going to be something that you need to plan financially for? Um, if you're finding you get incredibly fatigued, so, for example, a self-employed female entrepreneur or a member of 1230, mm-hmm. um, you know you might want to be considering right yeah i am noticing i'm getting some crushing fatigue in the afternoons what if that's one of your main symptoms what can we do to help uh, mitigate that or and or what might you need to do about your working schedule and your you know your previous productivity levels you might have been the person that was juggling all the balls and now it makes you feel really bad when you can't do what you used to do but what you need to do is kind of like let that go and say right let me redesign perhaps feng shui your menopause within the framework of your business and then really look at the things that you could put in your toolkit that might be kind of are there nutritional triggers so where is this this fatigue kind of is there a trigger it's not just related to your hormones but are there other things that are contributing towards it as well so we we kind of go through this by what we call menopause mapping and then you actually get to choose what you put in your toolkit uh what you choose today may not be what you choose tomorrow so it's a movable feast but you can date the system we give you um these little mind maps and you can repeat the process again yourself at any time, so you can actually customize your menstrual toolkit as you travel along the journey. And if things change, you know, um, you you know maybe maybe you do find that you have got some extra budget, so you might want to invest in some things like femtech. So there are some really incredible like clothing things that you can wear to help um, with hot flushes. There are apps and watches. There are blankets. There are sprays. There are things like that that you might want to um, spend your money on, um, after you've made sure that you've got good, solid nutrition, that you're sleeping well, and all of those kinds of things.
1: Well, that's that's really mind-blowing, isn't it? But I think that's such a lot of information, which is really invaluable. I'm sure Bryony won't mind me mentioning on air that actually she has a lot of food allergies. Um, (laughs) Yep. Now...
3: What she has a lot of what? sorry. I, lo- I keep losing you at the crucial moments of the sentence.
1: Food, allergies.
3: Ah, food allergies, right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So are they related to the menopause, Briony, or is that something you've always had to manage?
2: Um, They didn't come on, no, I don't think they are. Um, They, they came on sort of 10, 12 years ago. I don't know if that... That could have been the start of the menopause, perimenopause, it could have been. been. Uh, I don't sleep well either, so that's always good fun. Uh, Yes, don't sleep and struggle to eat. (laughs) Yeah,
3: they could be be very closely linked. Um, The estrogen family, because it's not just one hormone, is fundamental for supporting the 11 systems of the body, one of them being the gut biome, and... If there's been a sudden drop off on the oestrogen, things start to wobble when these hormone shifts occur and it can impact the gut bio incredibly and also your immune system. So there is a possibility that some of it is related to to the shifting in in the hormones. It's
1: interesting, isn't it? Yeah, very. how, how How much relates to our gut? Oh, gosh, yes,
3: absolutely. And and then it has an impact on lots of other hormones as well, so things like your serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Um, and there's also this correlation between hist- the histamine response and estrogen as well. Um, people can get quite a few kind of skin type, um, like an itchiness as well. There's, the, there's dryness, there's itchiness. There's also um, a condition... Uh, related to perimenopause cord and I have to get the right word here it's formication wow, um, in, um, <laughs> yeah which is the sensation of like ants crawling on your skin um, and you know some of the the immune response as well and although it might manifest as Food allergy could actually trigger things like joint aches and pains, but the insomnia is also um, a, a typical uh, perimenopause symptom um, that is that is triggered from this shift and how it impacts uh, kind of like you know the nervous system and
1: things like that. So um, I know we're going to sort of delve into this a bit more, Fiona. But how will people actually get in touch with you or find out more through you? Yeah, um, you can find me online at themenopauseschool.com. That's nice and easy, isn't it? Your surname yes. is a bit of a challenge in terms of spelling. Would you mind spelling that out for us? Yeah, but it's, if
3: as long as you can spell menopause school, you'll find me a lot easier than my surname, <laughs> which is Catchpole. <laughs> so my surname is C-A-T-C-H-P-O-W-L-E. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one whenever I'm on the phone trying to make a reservation for anything.
1: Yeah, you can't always say the menopause school. I mean, it's not
3: <laughs> necessarily relevant. Oh, no, but that sometimes starts conversations, actually. It's, is, I do that deliberately, especially if it's somebody that I think might turn red. I'll, I'll say, oh, yeah, the best email is uh, at com
1: <laughs> So you're being a tease then. So how did you get started on all this? How did I get
3: started? From my own personal experience, it was uh, kind of the realization around about eight years ago that there was this thing called perimenopause, but even then it didn't sink in for another year or so because the only place that you could really research it was, was obviously was Google. Um, and even though I was working in and around a community of women, nobody seemed to talk about it or know much about it. And I was teaching uh, a level biology at the time and it kind of struck me that right you know I'm not daft I've um, been in the world of biology for many years and holistic therapy why had nobody mentioned this before so in uncovering you know what was to Un, you know uh, happened to me and what was happening to me I then started writing about it and um, talking to more people about it and decided that I wanted to create a resource um, to help support others and then gradually over the last few years it's developed into the Menable school, which is now courses and work just for, for different people to do to understand the conversation in general and so that people can make an informed choice.
1: Yeah, well, I think for to be able to speak from a personal background, I think is is an ex, uh, extremely useful thing because then we're all, we're all talking about our own personal experiences and they're all going to be different, aren't they? But for you to be able to explore all this Yeah,
3: Um, everybody's experiences are very different Um, and I think now over the last five or six years as well listening to more stories and understanding a lot more about the topic in general but a lot more about um, other people's experiences and how things have unfolded for them and the choices that they've made Um, but also now understanding retrospectively that The bigger picture here is about post menopause. It's not about just navigating the symptoms, it's about the risks and consequences of not menopausing well. It's what happens, like, you know, post 60. Um, The healthy disability free life expectancy of a female in the UK is is 63. You know, we're not expected to be without medication and to be. you know, fully active from the age of 63 onwards, which doesn't sound great. I would uh, rather be climbing mountains and taking Teddy, I my can grandson, on <laughs> adventures
1: for many years. The, um, what about different cultures, though? I mean, what you sort of touched on really is very much English stroke, British, I'm assuming, as a sort of generalisation but what about different religions and different cultures? How how receptive are they?
3: So different cultures, did you say? Yes. Yeah, um, well, based here in Birmingham, I've actually been doing a lot of work with the Muslim community. One of the people that did the course quite early on, um, Amela Begum, is a uh, a businesswoman in the, the local community here and has set up a, a menopause um, community interest company. And she's asked me to help her talk to the communities, um, particularly Um, correlating with the spiritual element of um, their culture because I don't know if this resonates with anybody else who's been through perimenopause or in perimenopause at the moment but there's a kind of Depression, stroke, anxiety feeling that you can experience that is quite disconcerting, and you feel a bit disconnected from yourself, you're not really sure why, but that's primarily because you don't actually know what's happening to your body. But nevertheless, it feels a little bit disjointed, and we will kind of like just gossip off as, or oh, maybe a sad moment, or I've just got too much on. But for a woman of prayer, it has a further impact on them because when they go to pray, they suddenly find that not only can they not connect with themselves, but they can't connect with their God either. And that is really scary for them when prayer is a big part of their lives.
1: When you say they can't Sorry? connect, when you say they can't connect, do you, do you mean they're not allowed to, or they don't feel No, no, it's spiritually spirit inside. When you when you are going through perimenopause,
3: you can't connect with yourself, It's you can have these very strange feelings about Um, yourself, or not about yourself, you kind of like have a, you maybe feel like you're a bit cotton woolly, not so much brain fog, but um, you're going through the motions of your day to day life, and you just don't feel connected to your life, so um, they go to pray, and sometimes they just don't feel like it's working. I don't. I'm not a person of prayer, but if anybody who's spiritual that I've spoken to, generally um, re- resonates with them when i have spoken to them. They go, "Oh my goodness, that's happening to me," mm-hmm. and I didn't realise it was it was part of this this process. So then what happens is they they just feel like they're maybe going through the motions of prayer, and they, and they feel almost em- embarrassed to say anything because they think they've just they're just broken, you know, and then they feel like they may be a bad Muslim. Or you know what they don't know what's going on. They just know there's something not right, right. and so that compounds and adds further anxiety to the the perimenopausal process. Um, and so when we've talked to women about the the biology, first of all, we go through the the story of menopause and how it starts with their their menstrual health when they start to realize this, and you can see the light bulbs going off in the room um, about their, the mechanics of their menopausing, um, then when Emila starts to talk about the spirituality element because it happened to her, they all start realizing that they haven't gone crazy, that this really is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but because they're all sharing this, they then yeah. are kind of relieved. There's a lot of crying that goes on, but it's mostly because of relief yes. that, you know, um, that not this there, is so. not alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, from a cultural perspective, yeah, it can have a huge impact in lots of different ways. Yeah.
1: Um, I know um, Joe Brianti, who was on the show a little while ago, she works with Annabelle Kay. Um, and I, I can't, forgive me, because I can't remember the religion, but she was saying she was very friendly with somebody um, at, at, uh, where she worked some, some time ago, um, and she was um, an Asian lady, and um, she used to, Joe jo and she used to go back to her house and have tea and coffee after work, etc. But on this particular day, this lady said, I'm really sorry, Joe, but I can't invite you back to the house today. And she said, Oh, okay, then, and, and just didn't question it and just sort of went with it. But she discovered, Joe discovered later, that the lady had her period and yeah. apparently she, um, not allowed to go into the kitchen while she had a period. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I suppose there's, there's many. Many things like that, that that we are unaware of, um, uh, you know, with, with other cultures that other women have to cope with in many different ways. Just um, mm-hmm. as you say, this uh, aloneness feeling, um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, is, yeah, it's definitely. across the board, really, isn't it? If you haven't got someone that you yes. can talk with, so yeah, um, Fiona, I don't know if you were able to listen to the show earlier on, and I know you've said hello to Bryony, but. Shall we just recap with uh, <laughs> with, with Brian and and what her business is? Thank you, Fiona. You can have a little rest now. Just listen to Brandy.
2: <laughs> Hi, Fiona. Uh, Fiona, if you want any help climbing that mountain, I'm your girl. I can uh, I can sort all that for you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah so I'm in travel uh loving loving learning again um I'll say at 53 years of age I didn't think that I could be bothered to learn anything more but actually really enjoying learning when I haven't got the cotton wool brain that you mentioned earlier Fiona because that does strike fairly often <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so I'm your personal travel consultant so anything you need I can help with and we're there out of hours which is the good thing
1: just, as, oh, just cool. on, a, on a technical front, there, Fiona, can you hear Bryony any better than you can hear me?
3: Uh, it's not that I can't hear you; it's just it breaks up a wee bit. Does that apply I can, to others?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I was speaking too fast as well. Then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Fiona, particularly um, zooming in with us. Um, and obviously Yolani as well. We're looking forward to our next session with you and our other um, colleagues for the um, Menopause Day, which we are celebrating on the 16th with our radio show. Yep. Um, Just a reminder, Fiona, how people will find you? is at themenopauseschool.com. Excellent. Okay, thank you. And Bryony, I'm going to um, ask you. If you... Uh,
2: Facebook, um, Holiday with Heart, spelled H-A-R-T-E. Or if you want to email, it's hello at holidaywithheart.co.uk.
0: Thank you both so very much for being here today. This is the 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio
1: back in the studio now Brian and I have just been having a bit of a natter. and guess what I'm going to be a guest on her radio show on the 17th which will be exciting um one of the things that I uh, wanted to mention also is that Lioness is won today Hooray! 4-2 on penalties so well done girls well done you um, we're going to leave you now with uh, a variety of music but before we do that I want to ask you to stay tuned for Ozzy Osmond, who is on at 4 o'clock with his own indie rock show. We're here every week. And so 12.30 TWC Business Beat is here every Monday. Not next Monday, though, because as I mentioned before, I'm going to the seaside. I'm going to Birchington. <laughs> yeah, that it'll be great. It'll be great. And actually, for people who are local, just uh, going from Bromley South will take you straight through to Birchington. And Kat's lovely B&B is just a five-minute walk from the station. And then, again, another five or six minutes walk on to the beach. So it's all really easy. So we can dash in and out or we can stay at the B&B and do whatever we want in that sense. So, um, again, thank you all for being super listeners today. I There will be a show uh, next week, but it will be a recorded show. I actually won't be here in person You'll be able to tell that because things don't go wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're here, Love to Beat Radio, um, based here in Penge on the High Street 24-7, and we are a locally-based radio station with global
0: reach. So I am going to say cheerio for now. This is the 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.